Yes. So, salutations to shit, motherfuckers. Welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite podcast on travel and shit. More mm-hmm. about the uh, what was learned from travel, what was experienced, as opposed to the how to of travel. I am your host, D. Carrie. Thank you for joining me. I'm happy to have you here. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything new before I jump into the magnanimous introduction that I don't have thought out exactly, but I was going with what the spirit moved me with. So anything new? This is episode 34, 35, 34. Okay. Um, we believe, and we also believe in miracles and, um, Let's just say it's episode 34. So, scene. I am in a room full of people. People are filling the room. And a beautiful young lady gets called to the front of the room. And for some reason, the woman that called her into the front of the room was just like, dance. And I'm like, dance this? Like, what are we doing this for? But then the girl is dancing. I'm like, damn, shorty can dance. All right, sis, go ahead. I'm screaming in your ears. High pitch. Sorry about that. But I'm like, all right, shorty's popping. She's mad cool. And I'm like, I can feel her energy. This is all right. She's so dope. And then, you know, time goes on, time goes on. And we actually speak. And I'm like, follow through. She's mad cool. And then I had like a real sensitive vulnerable ass moment i don't particularly care for uh vulnerability but you know i'm growing and shit you know what i mean and i had a a moment and my team was there to support me but some people came to me after the fact and showed a little extra love (laughs) and support and when i tell you the kid felt it the kid felt it and it was much appreciated and it was much needed at the time and those words of kindness and love came from this beautiful woman <laughs> sitting across from me whose birthday just passed. Yeah. Happy birthday one time Thank for the birthday, you. bitch. So happy birthday. Happy Thank belated because my mom's birthday was on Tuesday. I'm sorry. Before I even Wait, continue Tuesday? on yesterday, oh. <clears throat> she might be watching someplace. I don't know. <laughs> hey, mom. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> right so my mom is my biggest supporter strong second is my nana because nana's probably on the live when i'm on facebook nana's watching facebook live she's my grandma's of the nana age demographic (laughs) and she is with the technical shits okay so shout out to nana i mess with that but my mom god bless her with her janky ass little android she will watch my lives and um, I didn't do the lengthy Facebook post because I'm like, Yo, I can actually record for all perpetuity mm-hmm. for the world to hear how dope my mom is. And we did an episode together. I want to say it was episode 20 or so. We had a bomb ass time. And I mean, moms, you go through shit with your mom. But I got a good one. 
I got a good one. <laughs> She's a Taurus. That's what. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Her birthday May was 20th. Tuesday? May 20th. She right on the cusp. Because okay. like the next, I think it starts the 21st is Gemini, right? I think so, yeah. It, I think it's the 21st. Is it the 21st? I think so. <sighs> you would think my mom has uh, <laughs> the worst of both, but <laughs> it makes her just the best mom. Strong women. For you, kid. Strong women. That's for you. So, yeah, wrapping that up. Happy birthday, hey, mom. mom. Hey, Nana. <laughs> I appreciate you. Nice to meet y'all. Right? Um, thanks for supporting me. I love you so much. Thanks for the episode. <laughs> Daddy said he's going to do an episode with me. So, I don't know if that's like a battle. I don't know if that's like a challenge. Y'all could discuss. But, um, happy birthday. Love you. So, back to. Amandy, Amandy, welcome, <laughs> welcome you. after my long intro. <laughs> thank you, thank welcome you. Welcome to Traveling Shit, Beats on Film thank Network, because we're at the Beats on Film Network studios. Good times out here. Let the people know, <laughs> you know, what you do. What is it about Amandy? <laughs> what I, I'm a professional dancer. <laughs> And um, I've got to travel and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why we here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm basically just a professional commercial dancer. Um, I've been in the game for about 10 years about. And um, I've worked with some of your favorite artists out there. <laughs> oh, really? I mean... Amory hasn't done any new videos, so <laughs> she's Amory. my fave. I love Amory. Real talk, she's yeah. my fave. Like you can throw all the shade at Amory that you want. She's my favorite artist. Amory, I my love her. No, 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 no. Oh, that was right. my favorite video. Yep, such classic, mm-hmm. classic. That so, was a good who, one. who would some of the faves be? Who have you worked with? Um, well, Beyonce is one that most people know me to work for the most. I've been with her about seven years. Um, I've worked with Chris Brown, Diddy, Tanache, J Lo, Missy. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Huge. Um, Alicia Keys, Big Sean, French Montana. Um, a couple more I'm forgetting, but. But yeah, for the most part, that's see Missy got that big reaction. Fucking love Missy. She's an innovator. She is like, yeah, she's she's great. She just, she's so dope. Oh God, love Missy. She's got some new shit coming out, which I'm excited. Really? Oh my God. Yeah, she's one of my favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. If by chance, you know, Tony knows her. (laughs) Yeah, Missy's uh, watching. Pretty poppin'. You know. (laughs) I'm ready. Every time this chair never makes noise when I'm not recording, you know what I mean? But <clears throat> here we are. So I had had um, a goal of having someone on the show that was a professional dancer and has been able to travel with their dance because I've always wondered what your experiences from traveling have done to, I guess, not necessarily just shape who you are or how you are as a dancer, but Mm -hmm. as a performer in general, because I know that in different areas, there are different cultural norms in different um, scenarios, things go wrong and Mm -hmm. you still have to perform. Mm -hmm. I know, um, shout out to my cousin, Rachel. She too Mm -hmm. is a professional dancer. I don't know if she still dances now, but um, she used to dance for, um, was his name Sean Garrett, Sean Kingston, or something? Sean. Well, I think love and his love and his love and you that yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that song was. Yeah. Um, 
vocal prowess. <laughs> yeah, if I ever <laughs> don't make it being <laughs> podcaster, I got options. But <clears throat> I remember that was probably the first show I mm-hmm. went to see her in. And what was dope about it was it was my cousin. So she was like, yeah. all right, just come with me. So anytime she would have a show in New York, she'd be like, I'm home. Come yeah. see me. And so I would just meet her wherever. Nice. And um, the most fun we ever had together, the most fun we ever had together, like the most fun to the point where I can't even really talk about the time. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, she was dancing for Neo. Oh, and okay. um, they did a show, I want to say um, Hamilton Park okay. or Fort Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And why, part of why that one stands out is because they lost her luggage. Oh, so like yeah. all of her shit for the performance was in the luggage and you mind you, it was like a 4th of July performance. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's hot as fuck. So you just mm-hmm. spent however long you spent traveling. Mm-hmm. You're hot, you're sweaty, you're sticky, you're tired. But then you still have to come do your your what do you call like a run through like yeah. your um, rehearsal Tech. or whatever awesome. while in the new space that you're going to be dancing on or whatever. And um, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, can she plug the thing, Sha? The um, her phone in the battery, or is it gonna? Try it. <laughs> Since we got the headphones in. Oh, yeah. yeah, I will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all thirsty, minimum. <laughs> That's right. A little parched. Yeah. I I'm really thinking as I get older, I get like seasonal allergies. Oh yeah. It's no fun. But I've gotten those before and it's annoying. <laughs> and I'm thinking, is it allergies or is it just I'm getting old and shit just, you know what I mean, goes wrong or whatever? I don't know. What do you have, like sneezing? No, just like my throat oh, is like dry, coughing. Yeah. My eyes itch. It's just like stuff always finds my eyes. I know, yeah. Totally off topic. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> te- technical difficulty as well. Amanda shall return shortly. Oh, no. But she's here. You can I'm hear here. her. I'm here. Yeah, we'll shift this. We're both here. It wasn't a magic trick. She's actually here with me. Okay, so long story short, they lost her luggage. And mm-hmm. so she still had to do the um, the run through and try to stay in contact with the airport. Like, are you sending my luggage? Here's where it is, that whole shebang. So yeah. little things like unexpected things happening from that experience. I'm like, damn, you don't even really think about that. In mm-hmm. your mind, you're thinking somebody always has your shit with them and then they're responsible for bringing it in. But in a lot of cases, like you're, you're, you know, you're stuck with having to transport everything that you need. Even if somebody had her costumes, she's got her makeup. She's got to, you know, she wants to change her clothes. She wants to take a shower, mm-hmm. stuff like that, that gets in the way. So what mm-hmm. about, um, traveling has influenced maybe different ways that you perform or experiences have, you know, shaped interactions that you've had in different areas. Mm, I would say traveling has definitely created a new inspiration within me as a performer Mm -hmm. um, because you get to experience different crowds of people. Okay. And, you know, depending on where you go, but I don't know if like maybe sometimes certain things aren't as accessible in certain countries. Mm. So when we do perform, like there's a different level of like passion and like, you know, 
for example, we did Rock and Rio one year with Beyonce and, you know, got people were like passing out in the audience. They were like carrying people out. And to me, that was just such a like wow moment because it just reminded me kind of like how Michael Jackson used to That's have. That's immediately you know who what I, mean? I thought of, that Moonwalker video. Yeah. Just like, and them bitches was. Yeah, just like. Both singing just like, I'm like, I mean, I'm right. Michael, but. I'm yeah. Like, and it's just, it's a crazy experience because like me on stage, you know, I still have to remember the steps and perform. Like right. I can't just stop and get, but in my mind, I'm like, wow, like this is, it's, it's actually pretty amazing that I get to come here and like share like part of my gift with these people, mm. you know? And I've also had um, so many people from different countries like create fan pages wow. for me and like really. Oh, like, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Brazil's one of the top like supporters yeah. and stuff yeah so it's it's been really nice like it like i said i've got oh, to there's some listeners in brazil too yeah like because i was looking at the demographics i'm like yeah. oh shit we're not brazil yeah brazil goes hard brazil goes really hard that hot shit. yeah and i've gotten to experience brazil pretty pretty nicely as well like do workshops in there and like mingle with the people so it's it's been a a very inspiring i would say mm-hmm. journey um and then, yeah, you realize that sometimes, like, you don't have it as hard as you think you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially um, there were certain countries where we had people come over and there were, like, kids from different foundations mm-hmm. um, with different situations. But you get to learn their story and you're just like, you know, this is crazy. You know what I mean? The fact that you've been through so much at such a young age and, like... You know, you got to come to this concert and now you feel like this different level of oh, wow. like love and, and motivation for yourself and your life is like, it's very impactful. So mm-hmm. what kind of, well, before I jump into yeah. that, no, because I'll remember the old question. I want to remember this question. <laughs> okay. What type of experiences have you been able to have as mm-hmm. a performer with these artists that um, say you may not have been privy to if you were just traveling on your own? Um, with these artists, I feel like I've gotten the chance to just be amongst a huge crowd, like a sea of people mm-hmm. and like literally like just share what I feel like I've been, you know, gifted to do, mm-hmm. which is dancing. And, um, especially with someone as huge as Beyonce, it's like, you know what I mean? Like she's the almighty. She is. <laughs> she's she a queen. Is. Yeah. So it's been like literally to share a stage at that capacity and, mm-hmm. and a show and a concert at that level is like even for like just being on the stage is just like a, a wow experience. You know what I mean? So I know me like every time before a show or even in the show as I'm performing, I'm still like in awe of everything that's <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think I, if I were to travel on my own, I wouldn't have gotten a chance to, to experience, you know, going to different organizations or them coming to us or like meeting so many different types of people and, and that are inspired by music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or dance or entertainment or any of that in general. So do you end up having these interactions like on the level of we're at the venue, we're rehearsing, mm-hmm. we're interacting with people from like craft services and mm-hmm. like a foundation has kids that are just backstage kind of thing. Or do they have, um, 
I don't know if like programs would be the right word to use, but or do they have, I guess, events set up where there are like meet and greets where the kids come and meet you. And it's like, so if your show is on Saturday, mm-hmm. like the Thursday before, they'll have you guys go to like a school or something mm-hmm. like, is it something like that that happens? Or is it just people tend to just be backstage for some reason and you interact yeah. with them that way? Well, we had um, before each show in different countries, Brazil, Mexico, the organization would come and it would be a meet and greet. So okay. they would meet Beyonce and then they would meet the dancers and the mm-hmm. musicians and the band. Um, so she had a foundation called the Be Good Foundation mm. and it was dedicated more towards things like that, like mm-hmm. finding different organizations where, you know, they set up a trip oh, for the wow. kids and they get to see the concert, you know what I mean? And they get to meet Beyonce and they get to meet her dancers. So that was one way. And then there were times where we did um, on our just talking to the mic more there were um times where we on our off day would go like in paris one time we went to a school um for like kids with cancer and we Mm -hmm. like performed for them and took pictures Mm -hmm. so it was a little bit of both because even on our days off like we would meet people we would just go shopping and we meet different people or like wow go out to eat and people are like oh my god you guys are the beyonce dancers and like you know what i mean like people would just recognize us so we would have moments like that or we would host parties and they would come to the parties so there mm-hmm. was like a lot of time to like mingle wow within the the day of the concert and the performance and then outside of that and that's mm-hmm. one thing i think that as spectators or mm-hmm. as just fans of these artists we don't we definitely don't think about it that way yeah that especially an artist at mm-hmm. the magnitude of beyonce <laughs> you you know that they're philanthropists you mm-hmm. know that they do and they give back and they are you know, charitable people, but it never occurred to me that she would have a foundation specifically for outreach to different organizations in the areas that she's performing in. And it's just like, duh, it's something that when you Mm -hmm. hear it, it's just like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. But it's, it is indeed nice to hear that that is actually something that's happening. Yeah. And it's not just, hi, I'm showing up and I'm, I mean, it's not for everybody. I'm certain it's not every artist. Yeah. But it's for someone to be as large as she is and to still make sure that's part of, Mm -hmm. you know, the stops that she's making it. Makes you feel better to be a fan, you know? It really does. Of course. Yeah. No, it's definitely like, I think that was a huge part of like, my travel experience in general, like that was like the, the icing on the cake, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I enjoy things like that. I I'm Dominican. Okay. So I've been going to Dominican Republic every summer since I was one years old. And I've experienced being, you know, in a, a country of poverty and like I enjoy giving back and being able to mingle and get to know different cultures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So for me, that was like definitely like a huge icing on the cake. So Um, did you um, travel before you started? Well, besides going back home, but like, mm -hmm. were you a traveler before you started uh, traveling for work? Yeah, I mean, it was more so like family trips, but we definitely did travel and like go to different countries and try to make it a thing every summer. But we didn't, you know, (laughs) I didn't leave the country until I was 31. Yeah. Wow. What was your first place? Bermuda. Oh, and then nice I just too. never slowed down from yeah. there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, word? Yeah. This is what it feels like? Oh, this is how the other yeah. side works. Oh, it's a little addicting. You're like, oh, 
so where else can I go? Let's ask the internet. What can I follow? And then Google Flights has been the best thing for me because Google Flights. What I like about Google Flights is that they'll give you a price matrix. Okay. So, um, my perfect combo right now is what I'll do is because for my job I get my time off. Mm-hmm. And it's not that flexible in terms like I can request whatever. Yeah. But I'm not guaranteed to get the time. Yeah. So I always book my trips based on what gets approved in terms of time off. So it's not very cohesive to, hey, girl, so I have a birthday coming up. Let's go on a trip. And as long as I put in far enough in advance, I'll get it. Doesn't work that way. Yeah. So whenever I get my time approved, I want to know what the least expensive option for where I want to go is. Yeah. So next month I'm doing um, Cartagena, Lima, and Ooh, Mexico City. Nice. Let's go. Very excited. <laughs> Let's go South America. And then. <laughs> um, yeah, so much fun. So with that, I ended up using, uh, what's it called? Skyscanner. And Skyscanner will list... Uh, I guess it's ascending order what the location, the destination is by price. Oh, so awesome. I just put in JFK. Yeah. And then it'll tell me, of course, US is generally going to be first. Mm-hmm. And then it'll say whatever country below Bermuda, St. Croix, St. Kitts, St. Martin, Costa Rica, whatever. Yeah. And so I can say, Okay, so just scroll down until you hit a price point that you're not trying to surpass. You know what I mean? And then you say, well, where in that range is some place that I want to go? From there, I'll put it into the destination, into Google Flights, Mm -hmm. and I will see, like, is it cheaper to leave on a Friday? Is it cheaper to leave on a Saturday? What's my flexibility with the flights? If there is an evening flight, then I can think about leaving on a Friday as a, yeah. and not have to get the time off from work. work yeah. And then spend, you know, all day Saturday in the destination as mm-hmm. opposed to leaving Saturday and yeah. shit like that. And so, then cutting into half your day. Yeah. yeah. So I've had to find little different ways. No, that's to, great. Um, I didn't even know about that. I didn't know about <laughs> Skyscanner, you said? It's an app? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know about that. And I, didn't I just found out about Files? it recently. Uh, I want to say recently, like the... Maybe the end of last year, I want to mm-hmm. say I started. Maybe, I think I definitely used it for the Rome trip. I don't remember when I went to Rome. Ooh, Rome. I don't know. You know I didn't I'm really gonna... enjoy it. No? No. I've all, You know, that's one of the places I've never been and I've always wanted to go. I have a girlfriend who loves Italy so much. I feel like mm-hmm. she's spent at least nine weeks mm-hmm. there at this point. Like three different trips or so, I th- want to say. Um, Janelle. Shout out to Janelle. <laughs> she be all up and through Rome. I mean, well, Italy in general. Get it, girl. And she makes me love uh, Italy. And I'm just like, why didn't I have that experience there? Mm-hmm. But I think part of it was <clears throat> I was in Rome for maybe three days and I didn't really plan it out. Mm-hmm. All I did was Google, uh, what do you call it? Uh, monuments. Yeah. And I just walked around. I'm a walker, so I didn't mind it. I did yeah. not enjoy it, but whatever. So, yeah, there was no back to you excitement <laughs> no <laughs> wasn't the most yeah, exciting yeah. thing for me was the bar that was by my house yeah got it that was okay. fun because um the bartender then i can't remember what his actual name is but i know his uh ig is like h2o sputnik or something like that <laughs> shout out to you bro mad cool and shout out mm. to um sinclair for putting me on to the bar because one of my friends had gone there before mm. and he was like oh so you're in the a- if you're in the area check out this place and it was literally a three-minute walk 
oh, from where I stayed. That's perfect. So I'm like, you get a little I will drink every drink night. and then okay. you can walk right back home. Exactly. You can <laughs> yep, have a I'm couple drinky drinks and then you can and walk, walk back, back home. home. That was the beauty in it. I like Even that. though I got a little turned around <laughs> with the, you know, the blocks because they're like Wall Street blocks. Like they're mad small. Yeah. It's just like all of a sudden you're on another block. I don't speak Italian. So I'm trying to <laughs> like, so the letters are the same symbols this shouldn't be that difficult but google is telling me one thing and it's like but there's no street here yeah okay girl you're not updating (laughs) i see you it's cool you're acting a little cute because we're not because we're not home right Mm -hmm. i see you but back to you so how did you start dancing were you always a dancer like did you come out dancing or (laughs) did you just oh i'm 12 i want to try something new um I actually loved dance from like since I was a baby. Like I used to put on little shows for my family mm-hmm. and like me and my brother and you know and I didn't know that you know dance was a thing. Like I didn't know you can make it a career. I didn't know like you can really pursue dance. I right. just know knew that I like when I heard music, I just wanted to dance. Your like, own. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So you're calling me. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not calling you. No, no, no. You are. You're calling me. Sit yes, watch. you are. <laughs> and then it was just because I was always really shy. Mm. So like music was the thing that used to make me come alive. So that's wow. like my family was like, you know, she loves to dance and I'm like, yeah, I love to dance. You know, so I would did go you to, go to dance school and stuff or did you? No. So I, I didn't go to dance school. Um, you know, I come from a Dominican, like very cultured and like, you know, you do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually didn't pursue dance until college. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, yep. <laughs> late ass to the game, yep. like fucking prodigy ass dancers. They'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> never taken a class before and then fucking kill it and it's just like oh that was fun like, oh, yeah it was, it was rough girl <laughs> yeah it was definitely I mean you know it's a it's it was definitely like a push for me too mm-hmm. though because since I started so late okay I had to really like work hard I had to work harder than a lot of than most mm-hmm. because I didn't have the training and you know, normally as a female, you're expected to be like technically trained okay. in the industry. Like people, it's an asset when you when you are trained. You know what I mean? So, but when you're meant to do something, you're meant to do it because I just, okay. you know, kept dodging those auditions. I kept dodging those jobs that required me to do that. And the ones that did, you know, they were okay with me not having right. to do certain things. So... You know what I mean? Like it was it was a journey, but I pushed against whatever odds were coming my way. You know? What was your first gig? What was the first gig you booked? My first, first gig. Um, so <laughs> I actually I wasn't even dancing in the video, but I did Little Mama's lip gloss video. What? So I'm in the video and I'm like so I got this little yellow shirt on and I'm like in the background like talking shit and stuff and yeah that was my first like official like video video mm-hmm. so just a little cameo no like dancing so what was anything. the first one you got booked to dance 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 um so Ron Bra- well music video cause whatever bef- before so the first thing I booked was actually a McDonald's commercial <laughs> I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. I booked a McDonald's commercial. Um, 
And that was like my first major like mm-hmm. video or, or commercial or whatever. Like anything on TV. Okay, so rewind. You didn't start dancing until college. Mm-hmm. How did you make this a pro- your professional gig? Like at one point, like did you have a teacher mm-hmm. or a mentor just like, okay, this is, yeah, you're incredible at this. Like, <laughs> like how did it go? How did it go from... I'm gonna just like, did you decide? Okay, well, okay, because all this shit is going through my head, right? Because I'm living like a whole what if kind of life in my mind right now. And so, did you just take class on a whim because you like dancing, or did you know that you were good at dancing? So, you're like, oh, this is gonna be an easy A. Let me take this class. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Westchester Community College. Okay. Yeah. So, what. In high school, I knew that I liked to dance because I would like do little, you know, little dances talent here and there. Yeah. Stuff. So mm-hmm. I always did little talent shows and things growing up and like I would win awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in college, I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to I joined every dance class, every dance club, like anything mm-hmm. with dance in it. Like I was in there. Got it. And um, through there, I just kept meeting different people that would mm-hmm. introduce me to different things. So I met this girl and she introduced me to this guy in the Bronx that was running like this dance company and we would so I met him and then from there we would like rehearse all night and we started doing like little talent shows and we would like travel to like DC and do mm. um, this thing called East East Coast Dance Competition okay. by Culture Shock that's the name of the company I've heard of Culture Shock I don't know yeah. in what capacity but I feel mm-hmm. like I've heard of it before yeah they have different um different culture shock culture shock dc okay. culture shock new york like it's different states um so yeah so we started doing that and then from there i i left the group and i started to really like pursue taking classes okay. and like trying to join an agency and like that's when i was heavy into like the underground scene and mm-hmm. i would go to like parties and meet like these freestylers and so you know i was always like around that kind of crowd and you know, I just kept meeting people that kept introducing me. And then it wasn't until I had another audition for Little Mama. Mm-hmm. This was for her G-Slide video. And she had this audition in Brooklyn. And I, the choreographer at the time, his name is Hollywood. Shout out to Hollywood. He introduced me to, he told me about his agency, um, DDO. And he was like, you know, you should really like audition for them because they'll put you on to jobs and auditions and they'll represent you. And you know what I mean? So he was one of the first people that was like, you know, like you're really good. Like Mm -hmm. you would you would book jobs. Right. So I auditioned for that and I got it. And then, you know, unfortunately, at the time I was in cosmetology school, I was still going to school and I was still like trying to do certain things and. They. What did you want to do? Hair, nails, makeup. Hair. Okay. <laughs> I was doing hair, and I was a makeup artist at one point too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things weren't really working out, so I was just back in school and, and trying to thug it out. And then eventually, like randomly, I started getting hit up for auditions. And um, and then I another agency, which is the top agency that in New York and in LA called Block Agency. Okay. They had an audition, and I auditioned for them. And then. Once they took me in, that's when I really started to get like, um, I didn't start getting jobs right away, but I had at least options to audition for different major artists. Like one of my first huge auditions was for Usher, like, and I learned like the original caught up routine and like all that stuff. So that was like super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. 
but it, I was definitely a late bloomer and it was like a process for me to mm-hmm. to really like I had to work really hard and really like train night and day like I was I had a, another little crew at the time it was more like a family mm-hmm. and we literally would take class we would go to a dance studio and practice all night till like seven in the morning and then wake up the next day and do it all over again wow like all day all night and we just wanted to be good. Like, we weren't even trying to make money out of it. We weren't trying to get jobs. We just really wanted to be, like, the dopest dancers in New York. That is so you know? incredible. And, um, and it's crazy now thinking about it because we literally, like, did that. And then we all went to L.A. And, like, everybody, everybody in that crew has done amazing jobs and huge jobs. And, wow. Yeah. Has a great, like, career. So what was the first gig that you got to travel with? Um, man, <laughs> who flew you out first? Who flew me out first? Um, I honestly, I think it was B. I think it was Beyonce. You can hear me swallowing in the middle. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so, who? What was the first Beyonce gig you booked? Then the first Beyonce gig was to run the world music video. Nice. Yeah. Now I got to go back and watch it again. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of girls in there, but I got a little purple cape in there. There you go. There you go. So I'll just watch the purple cape. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> Hold my hand. Hold the oh, hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. how did it... So obviously like the, the Beyonce questions that people want to hear. So, okay. <laughs> How's it working for her? How did the experience go? Like, because... We've all heard that, like, she has her dancers, like, re-audition for everything. And, like, what is the, ex- what is the Beyonce experience? <laughs> um, I, I think that she's, she's such a just powerful, inspirational woman because she's just, like, super hardworking, super humble, still down to earth, and then, like, you know what I mean? Like a robot at the same time. <laughs> Cause it's like you do, she works so hard. You know what I mean? Like I've never met someone that works that hard in my life, literally. And, and then just to know and be there and experience everything. It's like, it's no surprise to me that she's so such a queen. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, to me, I just have the utmost respect for her because like I said, she's super humble. She always like says hi when when she walks in and I've been working with her for years. So she's very cool and we'll have conversations sometimes or like in rehearsals we'll talk. But for the most part, she's just mostly working, right? you know, because we're working most of the time together. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, she's the sweetest. So yeah. she is she the person that does the choosing like, oh, you were so great. Thank you so much. Gonna, <laughs> we'll keep your number for the next experience. Thank you um, so much. No. Or is it like there's yeah. a team and they it's like a normal audition mm-hmm. and then it's just but it's for Beyonce. Yeah. Um, normally for auditions in general, it's normally the choreographer and maybe mm-hmm. like creative director or the director. But those are usually the people that are like there Mm -hmm. and for the most part what they'll do is like they'll chop it down to like a certain amount of people um and then they'll record Mm. they'll record you and they'll take it back to the artist and the artist will handpick them out 
or um, there are times where the artist does come to the audition. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think she came to the audition for Formation Tour. For Formation Tour, I think she definitely was um, there. But I don't know if she's been to the other ones. Like, okay. as long as I've been around, I, the first audition I had for her where I started um, dancing for her, like, really working for her consistently, she wasn't there. Okay. It was her uh, creative director at the time. So what was the traveling experience like for you the first time? Because it's one thing to do something in, uh, like, one capacity, and mm-hmm. it's, then it's like, oh, this is, like... Now this is bigger. They're looking for passports now and they're looking for, you know, what is that part of the experience like? Is it as glamorous as people may think that it is? Mm -hmm. Are you getting, um, how do people treat you? Like, is it like a... Does it feel good? You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's one it's one thing to like a certain part of your job. And mm-hmm. then it's another thing to be like, I like everything except for this. Yeah. Um, well, the thing that's hard about it, too, is that you, you're still working. So, like, the whole passport thing is like a process. You know, everybody has to hand in their passports at a certain time. You got to get visas by a certain time. So, like, you kind of have to be. Oh, you have to get your own visas? No, they get it for oh, us. No, what? yeah, they handle all of that. So that's the good part is that they do handle all of that. But you do have to, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be there on time. Right. Like, there's a bus call. And, like, a lot of the times, like, when you're on a tour, you're on a tour bus mostly. But... The traveling is like, it's a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like we would travel like 50 people or like more than that at a time. So you got to pay attention and make sure you're with the group. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's no alone time or there's no time to like, Mm -hmm. you know, doze off. Um, And then it's not as glamorous as people think, I would say, because like I said, you're tired. You're doing show two hour shows Mm -hmm. almost every day or every other day um you're kind of like going in right so it's and then you finish a show let's say like 11 11 30 12 o'clock the latest and then you still have all this adrenaline you're still like up you're hungry mm-hmm. so you don't really settle down till like three four in the morning and then sometimes you travel on the bus and by the time you reach the hotel, it's like six, seven, wow. eight in the morning to wake up, take your suitcases out the bus, check into the hotel and then try to go back to sleep. And then you have a day off and then that day off, it's like you have to decide, do you want to go explore or you're tired? Do you want to sleep in? Right. But then it's like that dilemma of like, OK, well, I've never been to this country before. When am I going to get this chance again? Mm-hmm. So you like kind of, you know. You do it and, you know, you, you get tired, but it's it's a lot harder than it's it's a lot harder and it's a lot more exhausting than what people think. And then sometimes I mean like you have you people know her, so people are like losing it at the airport and you know, she doesn't travel with us, but like people still know that we work with her, so they still okay, are equally losing it. For, yep. Yeah. They're expecting exactly her to right. be like Hi. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but that's like what every because like same thing with Chris Brown and like other artists like that. They're, they're still like, oh my god, you mm-hmm. know. 
So, but yeah, that I would say it's just it's it's a lot more exhausting than it looks glamorous. Okay. But then there's like the great side where you do get to go to these countries and it's not on your money and mm-hmm. you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you get everything kind of like handled for you. You don't right. have to worry about your flights and your suitcases and everything and like that check bag not exactly. check bag exactly exactly so this is you know it's the good and the bad so yeah. where has been your favorite um so two different questions what has been your favorite destination that you've traveled to for work mm-hmm. and then i'd say what has been your favorite travel experience for work because i think it's one thing to be like oh i love the scenery in like brussels or something like mm-hmm. that and it just really was warm and comfortable but then to say you know what we kind of didn't stay in like the nicest hotel in bali but we had a kick-ass fucking time and i liked x y and z so Mm -hmm. are they the same or are they different um i think so no i mean it is it's different i think like, my f- favorite travel experience, I've had a couple, but I would have to say, like, the time that we went to Paris to do the On The Run DVD, the HBO special. Okay. Um, That was, like, for me, first of all, that was, like, one of my favorite tours. I love Jay-Z. He's, like... Okay. The shit. <laughs> You're from New York, right? Yeah. So, okay. right. So, like, when they came together, it was just, like... The tour was just like crazy. The energy was crazy. It was just fun. And you know what I mean? It was very light because it was their tour together. So it wasn't like concentrated. It wasn't homecoming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Jay-Z doesn't really have dancers like that. It's more of like, you know, Mm -hmm. the energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that experience was really dope, like traveling to Paris. And then with that trip, I... I paid to travel like a week early so I could oh, just nice. chill there. Yeah. So like all I had to do was like pay the balance and then I got to experience Paris for like a week. I stayed with one of the one of the dancers. Mm-hmm. It was actually from Paris. Oh, she nice. lived in Paris. So I stayed in her apartment and then we just got to explore and like That's you know incredible. just take pictures and like go to all the monuments and all that stuff and um and then we got they came in and mm-hmm. then we had rehearsals and then we had the huge show and Nicki Minaj performed with us and it was just like a crazy we had an after party like it was it was really really great so uh, what has it been like being able to experience other dancers as well because mm-hmm. they're your co-workers yeah and i know some of my coworkers, I would not ever share a room with, or I would not ever go out to eat with. Yeah. And then there are others, it's just like, see, it's difficult because I draw a pretty solid line. It may not be fully opaque, but there's a, there's a line between coworkers and friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, in that sense, what has it been like with um, other dancers? Like, because you said one of them was from Paris. So yeah. that was a really cool, like, connect. Yeah. Like, fuck. Okay. So we going to stay at your house? Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> so what is yeah. what has it been like meeting people, I'm assuming, from all over the world and having yeah. to work with them and in the capacity as dancers? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I that was one of my favorite experiences for sure. Especially because I like 
for the most part, because we're working in the U.S., you usually work with people that are from here. Right. So that was like a one and a, you know what I mean? Like it was pretty. And it, it's crazy because her story, she, um, Beyonce went to do an H&M commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember where, but it was overseas in like an island. And they hired this girl. Her name is Ajiba. Ajiba. <laughs> um they hired her from Paris and mm-hmm. they loved her and then they hired her on the spot and they like added her onto the tour. Oh, wow. So, How cool is that? Yeah. So and that's one thing that's super dope about B is that like if she works with you and she likes your energy and she gets like she likes your vibe, she'll hire you on the spot. Mm. So that was really dope for her because that was one of her first like major how like incredible gigs, a yeah. story is that yeah and then she barely spoke english and she was like this sweet like but beautiful moroccan girl mm-hmm. and yeah she just like i watched her grow on the tour you know what i mean like we all became super cool with her she was you know it was the language barrier but right. you know at the time it was her and then there was another girl kim who was from canada but she spoke french too okay and then it was the less twins who were okay. from paris too okay so you know she you was learning translators. yeah <laughs> she was speaking um french but then me at the time i was learning french too okay so it was pretty cool because i got to practice like with a couple of them and you know i thought i was getting kind of nice at the time right and then i stopped (laughs) but yeah so that that was pretty cool and then it's also cool like um so danae Mm -hmm. um has been a friend of mine for years and we started like we really started dancing together in a like over 10 years ago before that in a group together. And um so when we booked it together, oh wow. Beyonce, it was so dope because you know, we came you can up share it together, yeah, you know what I mean? And, we worked so hard right. together and to be able to enjoy yeah. it together and not be like, oh, "I did it, yeah, but uh, I right. want someone with me yeah. to share it." That's incredible. And that was so hey, cool. Hey, today. Um so yeah, it was just dope to know that I knew someone there. We had each other's back. Like, it was mm-hmm. like we were always together. Right. Um, and then we were opposites at that. Mm-hmm. So whenever, like, I, in performances, there's always, like, a match for you. Okay. And she was always my match. So any oh, wow. dances that we would do, like, she would be my opposite. And we were always, like, you know, vibing together and all that good stuff so that was for me i feel like i've experienced being able to be on different tours and having Mm -hmm. at least one person that i've known for a good amount of time that you know we came up together you know exactly someone that's gonna be yeah all right i don't know nobody here i don't really speak no language but i know my my girl here so yeah even if i don't really like the area exactly exactly so that's what's it's been cool because when you're touring you're like you know, you like you were saying, you work with certain people and you might not necessarily like get along or whatever. And like because when you're on a, in a on a tour, you're like on the same bus, mm-hmm. you're together all the time, you're practicing and you're like literally always attached at the hip mm-hmm. that you kind of have to figure out ways to like, you know what I mean, to make it work for the greater good, you know? Yeah. Because this is your job. Exactly. You're being paid to do this. Exactly. Even though it's fun and it seems like amazing, you still have to like know that this is work. And I'm going to get along with you because... We're gonna we perform both on to get this exactly. We're gonna perform we're on this to keep stage. Our, uh, right, well, not things. We're trying to. What is it called? Our careers. Exactly. We're trying to keep our careers. Yeah. Flourishing yeah. and alive and yep. prosperous. Yeah. What, if any, horror stories 
have you had from like, <laughs> horror stories from like performing mm-hmm. performing or um traveling for performances or just even if it was in like new york what yeah. just like horror stories um i mean i have a couple mm, no <laughs> i was hoping you had just one yeah. that wasn't too bad i mean they're not like horrible like you know i've traveled for damn near 36 hours Yikes. type of thing um i've like there was <laughs> there was one time where it was like pouring raining and it was so humid we were in brazil and like the stage was so slippery and everybody was literally like busting their ass like taking turns you know what i mean oh, wow. like it just felt like <laughs> It felt like a shit show, but mm-hmm. you know when we went back and watched it, it wasn't like as bad as we thought. But but in your mind, it's like yeah. when you make a mistake doing. It's kind of like when you make a mistake doing a solo. You know, no one knows you made a mistake, but yeah. in your mind, because you know what you're supposed to be doing, it's like yep. fuck me. I've worked so hard to pull this one thing <laughs> yep, off. You yep, got one job. Yep, you beat you yourself one up. Job. Right, but I've also. So there was a time where (laughs) I was trying to be glamorous and look hot and on stage. And I decided that I wanted to get a wig. So this friend of mine recommended this lady that would like make me a custom wig. And my biggest fear is to like lose a wig on stage. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I meet with this lady. She takes my measurements and I'm telling her, I'm like, listen, this thing has to be. Oh my gosh. Like they take measurements for wigs. I don't know why I didn't think that was a thing. I mean, oh girl, I didn't know it was a thing either, but I was like, okay, whatever. This is going to get me. Yeah, exactly. So she measured it and I told her, I was like, listen, just make sure that this thing does not fly off my head. So process, she makes the wig. We take the trip to Brazil. And I tried it on, but I didn't dance with it or anything. So right. here I am getting ready for the show. And my, you know, Danae helps me put on the wig. And I'm like, you know, it's a little tight, but it's okay. It's, right, I'd rather it tight than, yep, than anything else. Enough. So it's like 90 something degrees. And we're getting ready to go on stage. And I'm like feeling like super, super, super hot. And Danae goes, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, your face is really red. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's just hot. It's just hot. So I get on the stage and then like as I'm dancing, the wig was so tight that I was like losing my breath and I was like messing up all the choreography. Oh, my God. I I literally was like a hot mess. I I thought I was going to pass out. Like that's how bad it was. And I I couldn't do anything about it because we were in the middle of the show. So I just kind of had to thug it out. But that was like once I got off that stage, it was literally like they were like fanning me and stuff. It was it was a little traumatizing. And I just Cause, cause, yeah. again? nope nope, nope. <laughs> not until homecoming not until oh, coach and the professionals took care of me you know she was the actual professionals yeah. the actual professionals <laughs> yeah she took what was care that me. experience like is there a different experience from when they're like filming for something mm-hmm. versus when you're just doing the show and it's like the one off is there a different level of Oh, they're actually because there's everybody's always recording. Your life is yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. your life is being recorded yeah. in terms of your work life, of course. Yeah. But it's one thing when people are in the audience and they're mm. recording you on their personal cell phone and yeah. they their devices. But then it's another thing when HBO is in, <laughs> and when the Netflix crew is in and you know they're there to actually yeah. This is the footage. We're here. You know, yeah, yeah, what yeah. is what's that like? Um, I mean, 
for me or in general it's just it's a little nerve-wracking you know what i mean because any dancer's biggest fear is to mess up right on tv you know what i mean like nobody wants to mess up and like film is forever Mm. so you know Mm. what i mean and for a dancer it's like it's crazy because it's like the most unforgivable thing like everybody will remember when you messed up but not everybody's always going to remember when you like killed it you know what i mean so except for your fans in brazil (laughs) they they have you (laughs) yeah they do um but it's with B. What was Sorry. so? Sha has a question. What? How? What was it? How rigorous were the? Uh, the no, you want to know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she said on the, um, on the 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 Netflix special, how mm-hmm. crazy the rehearsals was. Mm-hmm. Like how crazy were they? Like how how often did y'all rehearse? Rehearse. Um. Well, like I said, I've been working with her for a long time, so it's. She likes to rehearse a lot. <laughs> she likes to rehearse a lot. And, you know, it, it translates with her shows. But for Homecoming, I think for me, because I've, I'm already used to her rehearsal um, schedule, it wasn't as, you know, rigorous as we've, like, tours or stuff like that. And then with this, with this specific show, she was supposed to do it la- the year before. And then that's when she got pregnant. So they, so she already knew ahead of time she was doing this. So she took from November, like November, I think she started rehearsals with like the band and like they started um, workshopping dances. So we had a lot of time. We had a lot of time and, you know, it wasn't that bad. I think we even got a couple of days off in oh, between. Nice. How long were the days of rehearsals? Eight hours plus. Eight hours plus. Last workshop. Yeah. Like that's one thing I think I think people kind of shortchange performers Mm -hmm. when it comes to this is a real job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's one thing to be say on your feet eight hours as a hairstylist, right? Mm -hmm. They work hard. It's one thing to be on your feet as a cashier for eight hours, Mm -hmm. twelve hours. They work hard, you know? Um, because of course you're dealing with public, you're dealing with, you know, money and all that shit but it's another thing to be a professional dancer and Mm -hmm. you're not you're like it's rigorous fucking activity for eight hours but it's not just like working out for eight hours because you're expected to perform at a certain level by you know what i mean at a certain point like i'm certain you're not doing it full out every Mm -hmm. single time you do it like you're gonna mark it you're gonna learn the choreography and stuff like that but okay yeah once you've Okay, this is the choreography. I want to see how you're going to perform it now. Yeah, you, you're fulling out. Like yeah. I'm assuming, like for Beyonce, you're doing more full out than you are marking it. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, I mean that's it's, a lot. Yeah, did you have to have special diets and stuff like that? No, no, not special diets, but you are. You know, you gotta look good in the outfits mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And if it's like, for example, if they met me a certain way. And then along the road, I end up gaining like a couple pounds, you know, they'll let me know. (laughs) They'll let me know. But it's not like, you know, hey, you got to eat this or that, you know, some artists are like that, but she's she's not. Okay. Yeah. They just want you to fit in your shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that um, it's fair assessment and uh, that you say that because that was. Even me, as a mm-hmm. smaller person, it was nice to see different body forms and mm-hmm. body shapes represented on that stage. Because yeah. I know that, like, I've danced. I used to dance. I mm-hmm. danced for a long time. Yeah. And um, mm, I, I had, um, 
Are you a choreography girl or a freestyle girl? I've been more of a freestyle girl, but you know, I've because of what I do, I've had to be a choreography girl. <laughs> I, I'm not a freestyle girl. I do not have, and yeah. I respect y'all so much. I feel like there's a certain level of choreography and just innate skill and talent mm-hmm. that is necessary to like thrive in that freestyle zone. Yeah, I that is not me. <laughs> I so wait, it. what do you do it. when you go to the club and you hear your favorite song? Yeah, but that's not the same. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm as good as I could ever be if I had choreography. But, okay. Well, I mean, I think that... Because for me personally, I think that that's like the most vulnerable that you can be with dance is Mm -hmm. when you're in the club and you know that... Or at a family party and you know that nobody's like eyeing you. You know what I mean? Because you're dancing from That's why I don't like it. (laughs) That's that's exactly why Why I don't like it. I don't like vulnerability. Like, I don't like being the center of attention. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's... There's a different level. Like, for example, it's always something that I have to point out. Like when I'm dating somebody, well, I'll say, I don't want to be the center of attention, but I want to yeah. be the center of your attention. Like I, I have to have all your attention. Yeah. So I don't mind attention from the people that I'm spending time with. Okay. That's something that I expect. You yeah. know what I mean? But when it comes to just like being out and about, mm-hmm. that is like my nemesis. Like I, yeah. I'm a in the cut I'm yeah. that person that people think is a snotty bitch mm-hmm. because I'm just posted up minding my business I'm just getting a feel for the room yeah. these are where the exits are yep. you look a little shicey over here I see you it's mm-hmm. cool you looking around alright this is what's going on Yeah, I, I don't thrive because oh, I feel so uncomfortable yeah. that was my issue when I was younger as I, I was never confident enough to mm-hmm. ever try my best because I always felt like I was always still going to come up short Yeah, so I never um fully Mm -hmm. put into anything like I never did what I thought would be like if you know you're capable now mind you when you're like 12 and they're telling you I need you to dance do it again (laughs) do it again and then do it again and you do it again you're like fuck you're gonna do it again you're gonna you you dance you put your heart in it but I still never felt like I was as good as the other girls that I danced with so I never um I guess you know what I mean put like that full effort in and I've always that's always that's been my biggest what if yeah in life well you know what uh you're speaking to someone that's actually very similar and that's been like my battle because Mm -hmm. I have like I feel like there's two sides to me I feel like there's the side where I'm really shy and I don't necessarily like attention Mm -hmm. like I don't like being the center of attention at all actually right but then there's that side that i'm just like i really love to dance you know what i mean like if a song comes on like i really and then once i get i see that the crowd starts coming my way i'm like okay thank you thank right you. okay good night okay. you know what i mean so nice. yeah but it's 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 still like as long as i've been doing it it's you still get nervous you still get scared right. because freestyling is something that is required I mean, you don't have to, but a lot of the times when you audition or you do jobs, they're going to ask you to freestyle. Mm -hmm. So it's something that as a dancer, you kind of do have to like work on. Be prepared to to be able to go with it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's the that's the one thing that like kind of sets you apart from other dancers because that's where you get to be you. Right. You know what I mean? So that's where you kind of sell yourself at these auditions. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had to learn that and I had to like really fight against that other side of like the attention. And for me, it was really finding 
that place where I can tune those people out. Okay. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like when I feel like I can focus like past them and like just straight on one thing and tune those people out, that's where I, I found that I can like get to that place. Mm-hmm. But if and not... That's why <laughs> I always prefer choreography because I am I can follow yeah. directions. Yeah. I can follow directions. And if you're telling me exactly what to yeah. do, all I know is I can focus on the choreography and yeah. then I can just do that and yeah. I don't have to do anything else and you find your person that you're watching when you're performing or you find your spot <laughs> like right over everybody that you're smiling at and yeah. you're showing face and you're doing all of it for and you're just <laughs> giving it and it's just but I prefer directions yeah it just, I mean it, it's given some people are, there's a lot of dancers that are like that there's a lot of dancers that don't freestyle you know, they'll like make it work. They'll have their three set moves that they yeah. do when they have to. Which you know always, I mean? whenever someone <laughs> says that, I used to bartend at a strip club. Nice. And yeah, it was a good time. It was fun as fuck. Like you ain't got to do nothing. It would be pretty and just make drinks. And it was in the hood. So it's not like I was oh, yeah, doing I anything said. complicated because they come in. Let me get a Patron pineapple. Let me get a Coco Loso. Right. Let me get a Heineken. You know what I mean? You got good ass amazing. attitudes. Yeah. And then like. Niggas that just don't tip and they just sitting there. What's up with you? And I can take you someplace. And I'm like, me take, take me you where? Home. You don't Let even be tip. A friend. You know what I mean? Like, wh- wh- where are you taking me? You, right, right, right. you ain't gonna tip me. You trying to take me someplace? It's a little contradictory, man. Yep. All that to say, I digress. <laughs> we had one girl. Sw- like, I, if there's a top five, she was top three of the top five of just sweetest people, right? Mm. And she always had like her go to moves. moves. I don't yep. give a fuck how many years out of um, rotation the move was with the rest yeah. of the general public. She would go back to the moves to whatever song it was <laughs> because this is what her move yeah. is. And it's like, yep. right, sis, you you found your lane and yep. you stayed in your lane. I'm, I'm not mad. You dancers do it all the time. And then you see for me like. Because I'm not trained, I can't sit there and give a leg and like okay. do some pirouettes and stuff. So I had to find the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had to figure out how to make my freestyle work for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I figured out that I was I was the rebel. Okay. One, because my parents didn't want me to dance. So that was really? already like a huge you know, I had to really fight my parents along the way. And that's what really like built that fire within me to be like, you know what? Like, I'm going to do this regardless of what people say. And then it was the same thing with like, oh, you're not trained. OK, but I I wave or I pop or I you know what I mean? I do things that a lot of girls can't do. Right. Your so, trained dancers can't do this. Now, right. Can they? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's what used to set me apart. It's like I figured out the little loophole that mm-hmm. was still me and worked for me. And it was like I was the female that can give you that like raw hip hop freestyle. But then I could still be girly at the same time. Got it. You know what I mean? So like you had the girls doing all these tricks, but can they dance or can't? You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was just. You got to find what really like works for you and your benefit. What is and, your like preferred, um, I guess, genre of mm-hmm. dance? Like hip hop is always going to be my <laughs> favorite. That's where like I, I started. Mm-hmm. I um, What type of hip hop? Like, are you more of a like what are you, a crumper? Because <laughs> I'm, th- I'm going back to all my so you think you can dance. Like, me and my yeah. mother watched that shit religiously, yeah. right? And so you had like your poppers, you had your mm-hmm. crumpers, you had your um, like your not your 
I want to say, because um, I'm thinking like beatboxing. That's not like locker breakers. Yeah. Like B-boy. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. What's your. So I kind of like dipped and dabbed into all the styles within hip hop. But um, I was really into back in the day. I was really into popping. Okay. Popping, waving was like a big thing, like amongst my crew, we used to really practice with popping and, and waving and then just like house or okay. like footwork. Ooh, yeah. So those were like, I feel like the three major, but like I tried to learn breaking. Breaking was super hard for me Okay, as I have really small wrists, so I couldn't. You got to support everything, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so breaking was a little rough for me, but um yeah, I think those were like the three ones, but I enjoy like every style of hip hop. Mm-hmm. I till this day, like I will sit here and watch a battle or I mm-hmm. like watch um, like the legends that or the OGs of hip hop. And I'm just like a little girl with big eyes because it's like so dope to me. So in terms of traveling, because mm-hmm. different countries have different cultures and different mm-hmm. ways of dancing. Yeah. Where do or where have you had the most fun, I guess? Or have you had the opportunity to immerse yourself in the styles of dancing of other countries? Yes, I have. Um, Going out to different countries and going to like the clubs, like sometimes, Mm -hmm. like I was saying, you know, the girls would host parties or we would host parties. And um, I really enjoyed Paris. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to go to Africa. Mm. That was one of the places I really, really wanted to go to. But um, but Paris was like, I feel like I got a taste of it there because um, at the time there was a Afro style called Azonto. Okay. And they were like, you know, at the club, it was just a variety of dancers there, like different mm. styles and different cultures and like poppers and crumpers and like... You know, I just, it, it's kind of like New York, you know Got what I mean? It. Like, it's like a melting pot of different cultures. So you have so many different types of people and there's the dance community in Paris is huge. And at the time I used to hang out a lot with the Les Twins. Okay. Like, and they're huge. They're like, how are they as people? Just like, I mean, I, those are like my brothers <laughs> and I've known them for years, but I know, uh, you know, a couple people, you know, when they meet them, they like kind of rub them the wrong way. But they're they're really nice guys and they have good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you come from the battle world, it's got it. You know that you kinda, era of arrogance. Yeah, you, you, you kind of on, you put on for your shit. You yeah, put on for your shit. Exactly, like, exactly. And then like, also they worked hard enough to have whatever type of yeah. I mean, it's one thing to just be nice people. There, yeah. There's there's that, but. Uh, depending on what the level of interaction is, mm-hmm. is like when I'm at work. And then also, I just feel like you don't really owe anybody anything. Yeah. Like, I don't give a damn how many times I say good morning or good afternoon or whatever to somebody. Like, you don't owe me a response. I don't know yeah. what's going on in your head. I don't know what the fuck you got going on. So mm-hmm. I've learned to not take a lot of stuff, you know, personal. personal yeah. It ain't about me. It's about yeah. that person. Right. So I think that some people, um, <coughs> you know, just... Yeah. Yeah, some people don't, you know, I've heard different things, but like I said, my experience has been different because I've known them and I've worked with them for years mm-hmm. and I've been around them for a long time. So, you know, we've we've grown together. Mm-hmm. So we developed a, a family based right. connection. So, yeah, but I used to roll with them a lot and they introduced me to a lot of because that's all they do right. is like freestyle, go to clubs and like. And I think that you know, that's the difference also, because I'm like when I go to like when I go to clubs, there's like. 
not any of that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like you have to know where to go yeah. to be able to experience the mm-hmm. different types of dance, to be able to experience people actually dancing because that's a very cliche New York thing to go to the club and yeah. everybody's kind of standing around. You got your yeah. select few in the middle that are dancing and have a good time. Yeah. But I feel like there's no real outpour of culture in a lot of places. There's mm-hmm. really like, it's one thing when you go to like, um, somebody's party like you know yeah. what I mean like a house party yeah, or yeah. shit like that so yeah. that's when the shit always pops and you got yeah, people yeah. that are just like we're having a good time because at that yeah. point for the most part everybody knows each other or you know what I mean everybody mm-hmm. knows somebody that knows somebody and you're that knows three, somebody you know what I mean <laughs> you're like that three to four degrees of separation yeah. in the, the, the one space no. but I feel like you gotta know what kind of club to kind of go to mm-hmm. in order to experience that and yeah. that's something that now I wanna Cause like when I go to Colombia, I'm thinking like, I really want to like yeah. experience. Yeah, that's one thing I love about traveling, and then also staying in. I don't like resorts because I feel like you don't get to experience, experience. Yeah. the culture of the place that you're going to. Like you say that you're going to uh, Peru, but you stayed at a Marriott, and yeah. you go to um, you know. I'm trying to find another place. Bali. I don't know why the yeah. fuck Bali is on my mind. <laughs> you go to Bali and you stay at a Marriott. It's yeah. just like, I feel like you, you've experienced Marriott's. You yeah. haven't experienced necessarily the different places that you've, you know, the destinations that you've gone to for those Marriott's. Yeah. So I think that now that you mentioned that, I'm going to put a little more effort into researching different locations to go to that locals definitely go to and not just locals because mm-hmm. I remember as a local I was at Mars 2112 you know what I mean like I was at the Poisson Rouge or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, we yeah. was at yes, I and, all those. and it was the just Poussin like Rouge has dance parties all the time girl but are they like are they dancing or are yeah. they like and see like I will always miss that shit yeah you know what I mean like I feel like I always got like the yeah. the bougie stuck up like right. right we sitting here with our little sidekicks because okay, that's I back when that. I was in the club you yeah. know, when we had sidekicks okay <laughs> hey i used to have one too i sure i still got mine yeah with my little lv charm oh, i had you know i was making a little right. for no reason i wasn't paying student loans at the time so a kid could buy louis vuitton yeah. charms for the little fucking phone what the right. fuck was i thinking or but like yeah. still a little chirp chirp i was listening to genuine's album i think what is it uh the life or genuine the one where he had the um the one that Differences was on. Oh, I, I see like the front of the album. I'm just, yeah. the title of it is just blowing my mind right now. But <laughs> there's that one where he's like, throw, throw your two ways out, throw your two ways out. Y'all got this, y'all got this chirp, y'all got this alert. He's like, all right, open yeah. it up. I'm going to send it to you. And it's just like, yo, this was, this was like, yep. I still have time. mine. I still have mine at home. I, I never had a two way. I never had a two way. I never way, had a two way But I ended up having the 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 sidekick and I yeah. had the, the, the XL one, the brown one. Oh, I, I had that, that one. one. And then I moved <laughs> progress into a Blackberry, which I still Ooh. swear has the best of Mohis. So whenever I, I was like, every once in a while, I'll see somebody with a Blackberry because, you know, I work in Manhattan. Yeah. So it's just like... Black I wonder if you got the, the mimosas. What? Yeah. You had the roots. Yeah. Blackberry BBM. It was, it was popping. I love blackberries. It was such a good, yeah. oh, such an era. What a time to be alive. You know. But yeah, I'm definitely going to look more into clubs with culture. You know, yeah. clubs that they're actually, because that's something that I definitely think that I would love to experience. Yeah. I would love to just see that, especially 
in another country. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, another culture, another atmosphere, and just to be able to be a part yeah. of it and just not be a wallflower. Yeah. I'd be a wallflower. Well, the, if you are interested in New York, I can let you know if some out here that'll oh, be... Oh, hell yeah. You know, just wallflower, of course. Yeah. I would love to just go and watch. Just the, for the vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. like, And if you decide you want to hit a little two-step, you know, more than free. <laughs> On the wall. On yeah. The wall. yeah. But what's cool, too, about, like, those parties is, like, because everybody's so in there, unless you go into like the middle of the circle, because they, you know, they have the little right, ciphers. Right, right. So unless you're jumping in there, like, you know, everybody's kind of in their own world. Right. It was so. not like at your party. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Surrounded by dancers dancing, yeah. they dancing. Yeah. And it's just like, but everybody's having a good time yeah. together. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no, there wasn't like that. There's no judgy. There's no air of. Um, nobody was condescending yeah it's just like everybody was just mad like yeah. energy everybody was flowy everybody was like yo i fuck with y'all yeah. like this is hey i don't know you what up sis your yeah. shoes is popping i'm like yo i see you cute i see yes. you bitch you better watch oh no girl oh, it was like it's a good ass time yeah. you know what i mean yeah. that's the kind of energy i like yeah i'm a motherfucking energy motherfucker yeah the energy yep i'm the same way so like a lot of the stuff that we are involved in or the stuff that we've done it's like it's usually like an energy thing because okay. it's not honestly i wouldn't invite you if i wasn't feeling the energy there okay, good. you know good what i know. mean so yeah if ever you, you know you want to come out one night I'm a, I'm i'll let you know just one time all right so i'm trying to get you out of here so yeah. what is a final like wrap up in terms of your experiences that you would say travel okay so either or would it be that travel has influenced how you perform or performing has influenced how you travel um i would say travel has influenced how i perform for sure um yeah like like I was saying earlier, it's just like getting to experience different types of fans and different types of cultures and seeing how passionate and, you know what I mean? In certain countries, like I said, certain things aren't as accessible to them. Mm-hmm. So it just makes you appreciate what you share and, and your gift. And like I said, I have people that write to me all the time from different countries, wow. like all the time. Like one of my biggest fan pages is called team Amandi. Shout out to team Amandi. Hey, um, that's and, what's up. Yeah. And she's hey, from team Mexico. Yeah, that's my girl. Um, but she's from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And like for years, since I started with Beyonce, she's been following me. She's been posting me. She's been promoting me. And, you know, she's like literally written to me and, and just said, like, you know, you inspired me to keep going. Wow. And, you know, I get messages like that all the time. And like to me, that's like literally what has kept me motivated and, and inspired. And even when I've had my moments and I felt like, you know, maybe this is not. Where, where I'm supposed to be it's like I always get those messages or those reassurances mm. of people like you know oh my god I love you like that time I saw you on stage with Beyonce like you really like pushed me to you know what I mean and it's mm-hmm. like before I was performing because I loved it and yeah it was inspiring and I felt like I was reaching people but I felt like it was coming more from a place for myself and then traveling okay. really made me aware that dance is not for me Mm. You know what I mean? Like what I'm doing is really not for me at all. So it, it, yeah, traveling would definitely 
<laughs> changed my performance, I feel like. And how have your experiences helped shape you as a woman that you are? Um, I think I would say that my experiences have made me stronger, of course. Um, but also like one thing that a lot of people um, compliment me on and I've really made it, you know, it's been a focus of mine is like to always be humble no matter what mm-hmm. it is I've done or, or or anything in general because it's just like we're human at the end of the day and what people do doesn't separate you from mm-hmm. each other so one being humble and like like I said those experiences meeting these different people and knowing that like my story can inspire like another latin or african-american girl to feel like she can do you know what i mean she can do this as well is like you know it's just inspiring i don't know i feel like that's the only word i can think of to say um but yeah i think i've just like i've grown in so many different ways and like i don't even know how i can begin to describe it but you know, traveling and experiencing the entertainment world and just knowing that like what I do is not something that, you know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. today I can have a job tomorrow. I can't. Mm. OK. You know what I mean? So it's it's not something that is set. I don't work a regular nine to five. I know I'm going to get paid on Friday or I know I'm going to get paid, you know, Tuesday or whatever it is. Like you're kind of living your life like from yeah, job forget to job. That. Yeah. Forget that. And like you said, what we do is not easy. You know, we work just as hard as athletes and we're not Mm -hmm. always recognized in that way. So, you know, you really have to be a fighter. You really have to have a lot of trust and and trust in God or trust in the universe or whatever your, you know what I mean, your belief is. But you you just have to know that things are going to work out because there's times where you're like as a struggling artist, you know what I mean? The life of a struggling artist, Mm -hmm. except we don't get most of the benefits that, you know, a lot of athletes or artists get right so where can the people find you mandy where can (laughs) other than uh team amandy and you know brazil for amandy (laughs) where can where can we find you um well my instagram is am4ndy620 which I'm actually going to change and just make it a Mandy Fernandez. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's for now. That's my Instagram. It's AM4NDY620. Okay. Thank Yay, you so much, Mandy. I appreciate course. you coming through. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you have that you're working on? Anything that um, do you do classes? Can people come check yeah. you out? Like where? Like, bro, yeah. do it. Like drop it. <laughs> So, um, yes, I'm teaching at a studio called Brick House in Times Square. It's Thursdays at 430. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's choreography, hip hop class. Um, and then Fridays at a studio down in the Lower East Side called EXPG. And that's Fridays at three o'clock. OK. Yeah. So early. Yeah. It's like smack in the middle of the day. <laughs> oh, but if I leave. I'll let it be a surprise. Ew. Let me know. Send me a link so I can put it in the description. Okay. Okay. Of the schedule. Yeah. Got it. Got it.
thank you, Amanda. No, I really you. appreciate you coming thank out. Thank you. Thank um, again, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, yeah. So thank you for having me. This was great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You got my favorite beats on film, Coke. Right. Right. <laughs> Soda. <laughs> All right, guys. We will catch you next week. Bye. Take care.